This is a We Are Podcast show. We Are Podcast is Australia's premium gathering of current and future podcasters. If you aren't a member yet, you should go and check us out at wearepodcast.com and click on the Members Live Here button right in the center of the page. Included in your membership are monthly accountability sessions with me. That's a tongue twister. Monthly State of the Union podcasting webinars, as well as free podcast hosting for the rest of your membership life with Audio Boom. We not only cover everything podcasting, but we also cover every other aspect of online business around your podcast. So if you want to make money and grow your influence using a podcast, get your first month for only $19 using the promo code IAMPODCAST at checkout. Also, for peace of mind, you can leave whenever you like uh, in case you've had enough of us. So uh, go in and check it out. Wearepodcast.com and click on the Members Live Here button. Rub the Wrong Way, a podcast for massage professionals. Each week, we undrape the taboo topics of massage therapy life, go deep on industry issues, and help you discover practice-building tips and tricks from industry experts. Grab your laundry basket and join your host, Christy Melling, as we strip down, bear all, and help you get rubbed the right way. So we are currently recording and we will go from now. So perfect. I'm excited. Hi, this is Christy and welcome to Rubbed the Wrong Way, the podcast. And I'm excited to welcome Michelle Velasso on to, uh, into the studio today. Hi, Michelle. How are you? Hi, Christy. I'm well, thank you. It's excellent to be here. I'm really looking forward to having a chat with you. Excellent. I'm super pumped to have you on the program. Um, and we're going to do a Massage Hero interview today because... You sound like you're a bit of a massage hero. Now, I did some internet stalking on you last night and I had a bit of a, a, bit of a look around and you're an international presenter. You've presented yeah. in Canada. Um, yep. You run your own clinic called Rhythm Massage and I believe that's in Victoria, Australia. Yep, yep, in Garden Vale. Garden Vale, beautiful. And now I just really would love you to tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us who you are, what you do, what you love, why you love it. Give us all the give us all about Michelle. Perfect. The rundown. The rundown. All right. I actually came to massage therapy as a sea change. So I was a retailer. Um, And it wasn't until I was in my 30s that I decided I needed a new career. So I sold my business. I decided to study remedial massage because, you know, there were no overheads. I was paying rent as a retailer. There was heaps of other outgoings. There was staff. Remedial massage and I had had a long relationship because I'm a karate um, black belt and I had lots of massages. And I realized that that's a great career choice for me because there's no overheads. I could run the business from home. I could basically study the course in a year's time and start, you know, getting my business rolling and making some money from it. And also I thought it's a great valuable thing to give to people because I'm being of service and I know how good massage is. I used it for years before I was a massage therapist. Fantastic. So, yeah. And, you know, things that I love, I love teaching massage. I love connecting with students. I love seeing the light go on. When you give somebody the key, they go through the door and they realize that there's something on the other side in terms of massage education for them. That's amazing. I'm passionate about that. That's so good. Well, I'm excited to talk to you because, like I said, stalking you over the internet, um, as I did, 
Um, I, I was really pumped mm. to see a self-care class that you teach, a self-care class for massage therapists. Now, that's one of the things I'm very passionate about. I think self-care is really, really important. Um, so tell me, how did you how did you come to developing a self-care class for people? Where did that come from? That's a good question. Thank you. About a year after I was started massaging, I sat down in my backyard and I realised that out of everyone in my class, there was only two of us still massaging full-time. And then I thought, what's going on? We all worked really hard to get to this point. We put heaps of hours in. Not to mention, you know, the emotional investment, the mental investment. Most of us have jobs as well. So here we are working to be massage therapists and making a real go of it, getting our diplomas. And then I looked around and there was only myself and one other girl and another girl that I studied with working part time. And I just thought, what's going on? I couldn't understand why we'd all finished together and none of us were still going on except a couple. So I wrote down all the things that I do for myself as a massage therapist. So what were my kind of go-tos at the end of the day? What were the things that I was doing automatically? And I came up with a list of around about seven things that I thought were really important for people to do. And then I started researching and I couldn't find very much information on a lot of the topics. So I just thought if I write all these down, I put dot points and then I got butcher's paper and I started writing notes on every dot point. What are the things that I talk to other massage therapists about? What are people telling me that make it challenging for them to be in this profession? What are the things that I'm doing that I can share with other people? And once I had all those notes down, I put a course together. And it was a, you know, it was a revelation because I thought if someone gave me this information when I started and gave all those other people that weren't massaging anymore a bit more information when they started, then we'd probably, a lot of us, still be massaging because we'd be taking care of ourselves. Yeah. And do you think that some of that came from the fact that you had like a karate background? So you mentioned that you were a black belt in karate, which I think is amazing. Um, Thank you. (laughs) I'm not a black belt in anything. Um, (laughs) I have, I maybe, I maybe have like, I'm a bit of a laundry ninja, but that's about it. Um, Laundry ninja's good, mate. That's pretty good. (laughs) So do you think that some of that, using some of those techniques that you'd learned from say karate and from having sort of those different experiences really helped to shape? the course kind of profile that you'd sort of put yeah, together yeah definitely a lot of the a lot of the exercises so the warm-up stretches that I was doing and using before I worked and the stuff that I was doing when I finished work came from um, the warm-ups and the cool downs for the karate training that I was doing mm. the food a lot of the um, sort of ideas about vitamins and supplements yeah. and minerals and getting enough protein a lot of that came from training for black belt and training towards black belt for years and then there's also the the stuff about mental keeping yourself mentally fit and emotionally able to do the work I think that being challenged throughout the course of training actually gives you a lot of determination and a lot of discipline so applying the same determination and discipline to massage because massage is a physical career there's no way around it people who rock up to class thinking they're not going to have to train for their jobs are fooling themselves absolutely absolutely you know yeah totally and and it's and it's one of those things, it's it's often so, it's often left to chance, I feel, with people. Yeah. They don't realise that they um, that they could be better at what they do simply through applying some very simple kind of training techniques. 
Yeah. So it's it's um and it, it is it's it's a real travesty. I agree. It's a travesty. I'm I've been a massage therapist for most of my life, and so I don't understand. I couldn't understand when I had people like yourself that I studied with, and I go, I don't know why you're not why people aren't still doing this. Like, yeah. So it's I'm I'm so pumped that you've that you've developed a course around it, and I'm I'm very excited because I know that you are running some workshops coming up really soon in April. Um, I am. One on the Gold Coast and one yep. in Melbourne. Yep. Um, and we're going to have links to those in the show notes. So I'm going to make sure that you're linked up and sending and so everyone can find how to get to those. But we'll talk a bit more about that at the end. Okay. Um, so tell me about presenting for the NHPC, which is the National Health Practitioners of Canada. Tell me about the RMT over in Alberta. Like, what's that like? I, I, I mean, I've been to the Australian National Conference, like the NMT yep. conference, and I love it. It's a great atmosphere. But to present internationally, that must be amazing. So tell me more about that. All right. <laughs> Presenting internationally is super fun yeah. because people love to learn from international presenters. So if you think about the AAMT conference and, you know, you're going along as an attendee and you find out that someone's coming from overseas to present, it's exciting. You think, oh, I'd really like to get into that course or I'd really like to go to that talk or to that plenary because that person's coming a really long way. So obviously they feel like they've got something to share yeah. and I don't want to miss the opportunity. So so if you transfer that to the Canadian students, they're like that too. Wow, this lady, she's coming from Australia. She's going to have major jet lag, but she's going to rock up and teach this modality. And I've actually, you know, I've been to Canada now five times wow. and I've taught for NHPC every time I've gone there. I've also taught for RMTA this year um, in Alberta, which was great. It was a national conference yeah. and I've mixed it up. So I've taught self-care to the audiences there as well as the three-day lymphatic drainage. So there's a couple wow. of different things that I teach when I go. Yep. The first time I went to Canada, I was teaching self-care and it was right in the beginning of developing my course and I was super nervous about doing it. But what I found was... You know, massage therapists at the end of the day, the people who really pursue the career, most of us are really amazing, dedicated students as well as practitioners. And people come to the conference, whether it's AAMT or NHPC, wherever it is, because they really want to learn yeah. and they want to share the sense of community and they want to overcome the feeling of the feeling of being a little bit alone when you're working as a massage therapist because it's a pretty solitary profession. Absolutely. So the massage conference brings everyone together and people are excited. So if you go in with a sense of excitement about what you're going to teach, yeah. That helps people to want to learn from you. And like I said, you give them that key, I give them those seven points about self-care and it switches on it switches on the way they think about their profession and their and their bodies and the way they are within it. So the Canadian audiences are super cool. They're super dedicated. Yep. And they're just like the Aussie students. Everyone's there because they want to learn. Nobody's there because they have to be. Yeah. And I think that's the difference. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Yeah. And so so you've mentioned the the self care. We've had a little talk about that, but tell me about the manual lymphatic drainage. So lymphatic drainage for me is like it's some kind of amazing, weird beast. I have no Oh, it was a weird, amazing beast for me too, Christy. When I, okay, so I went to my remedial diploma and I had no clues about lymphatic drainage. I went into my first class 
years ago and I thought, oh, man, this is about needles. I'm probably not going to enjoy this. There's drainage. And then, you know, about 10 minutes in, I realized there's no needles here. We're good. We're going to be working on fluid. And then I started suddenly understanding that there's all these other things about the body that I never knew. And the lymphatic system's a profound system. And you know, as Andrew Still, the father of osteopathy, pointed out in a textbook that I've got, you've got 24 hours before you expire if your lymphatic system completely stops working. And I thought, wow, that's a really important fact. We better get on board and check out what this lymphatic drainage actually can do for our clients. Absolutely. And what led me to teaching it and loving it was that Everybody that I learned it with learned enough to do the exam and then they walked away from it. Mm. And I thought, this is amazing, people. How can you learn all this, get get through the exam and then not want to use it again? Something's got to be changed about the way that it's being delivered in order to make it really fun, make it usable for people so that they can use it as part of their toolbox, pull out the pieces that they need, drop it into their remedial treatment plan and utilize this incredible technique because it's going to be really good for our clients as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I know when I studied lymphatic drainage, I, that was me totally. I, I look at it and I, I, have, I have since done some workshops and a few different things and I have utmost respect for people who do lymphatic drainage. I think it's amazing and I'm too, I'm too brutal. I'm just like, like, uh, and, and well, I, there's and power I, in oh, gentle, yeah. you know, there's a, there's a lot of, you know, the hardest thing about teaching massage therapists lymphatic drainage is teaching them to unlearn what they know about pressure. Yes. That's All it exactly takes, it yeah, it's, yep. you know, it's a dance. It's like a, a Tai Chi application. And so what you know about pressure is that, you know, Clients are going to ask for deep pressure, but if they knew another way, if they understood the physiology of the lymphatic system and Mm. why working super light is actually going to benefit them, then it will help to shift their paradigm a bit. Mm. So first of all, if you can shift the massage therapist's paradigm a little bit and teach them that lymphatic drainage is the same pressure that you'd use to roll an uncooked egg gently across the bench... After they get that and they step back from the pressure and they realize it's a dance and it's a movement and it starts at the feet and it comes out the hands, yeah. it shifts their whole world and then they pass it on to their clients. Yeah. And it's kind of this ripple effect that you get. That's amazing. It sounds – it does. You make it sound um, – mythical almost oh that's a great <laughs> word for it i yes. like that it's it's, it's got to be fun you yeah. know the bottom line is if you're not teaching something that's fun people are not going to grasp it and pass it on yeah exactly and and you make you're making me you're making me want to learn it basically come on mate you talk i'm like Whoa. come and do a course with me I'm i would... guarantee you'll enjoy it <laughs> i'm worried i'm always worried though when people because I remember the first time I did lymphatic drainage and the guy who taught us had trained with Vodda, like in a yep. Vodda style. And he, he, I, I was coming down with something and I got so sick and it yep. the sick lasted for 24 solid hours. And then I, cause it was a four, it was a two day course. And I went the first day, the night I was like sweats and like fever and like, oh, and then I woke up. And the next morning and I was like, I'm cured. 
This is, oh, and that's, I, that's great. And all I could think was maybe it was the lymphatic drainage. Yes. Maybe I got really, really sick and then it just disappeared. I was like, maybe this is made from magic. But I've um, I've focused too much on orthopedic to be, you know, and you're like, oh, I've got to yeah. specialize a yeah. little bit. So I'm lo- yeah. I love that there are other specialists out there. Like it, it makes me so happy because – it, it obviously brings light to you. Like I can see that it brings light to you to, to talk about it and you're so passionate and I love that. I think that's amazing and it makes me want to learn the technique but I'm like, so many tools. I have so oh, many. fully. <laughs> you know, it's got, well, it's got, to be, it's got to be a usable tool. Exactly. It's got to be something that you can grab, use and then just put back in your toolbox so you can integrate it with your myofascial release or any other remedial techniques that yeah. you're using. But the thing is that what you mentioned about getting sick really quickly, when you have a lymphatic drainage, and Bruno Chickley's done quite a bit of research on this. He's a bit of a luminary in the field. Normally you have a two litres from all the 10 litres of fluid, of lymphatic fluid that circulates through your body. Only about two litres of that goes back through your heart and rejoins your blood system in a 24-hour period. So it takes almost a week for that 10 litres of fluid to be moved through the body. The lymphatic system moves really slowly. When you have a lymphatic drainage, The research shows that within the first 24 hours after the lymphatic drainage, between 10 to 20 litres of lymphatic fluid actually circulates back through the heart. So what it's doing is speeding up momentarily the um, pace of the lymphatic system and the movement of lymphatic fluid, and therefore the nodes actually work at a higher capacity as well. So if your body's trying to localise infection or deal with infection, what will generally happen if you're getting sick is you'll get sick pretty hard and fast, but it'll pass pretty quick. Yeah, it was. It happened to someone in Canada while I was there this time. Oh, wow. Yeah, and she wrote me an email about it and she's a convert. She's using (laughs) it. She's, you know, she's had so many interesting chats with me online about what happened when she got sick so hard and fast and then it passed. It was miraculous. And it sounds, you know, it it can sound like a little bit airy-fairy, but the science is there to support the claims that people are making. And you've just said exactly the same thing. Yeah, exactly. And this transitions beautifully into the third thing that I know you teach, which is research, which is... research literacy. I do. Yeah, I'm a research <laughs> nerd, mate. I've got heaps of soapboxes and uh, research <laughs> literacy. You know, the thing about research literacy is there's a heap of papers out there and there's a whole lot of massage therapists with limited time. Yes. Right, you get to the end of the day, you're really tired, you want to find out something, you know, about a particular technique that you're using or what the latest research says or how do you even find that latest research. Mm -hmm. The whole thing about research literacy is teaching people how to find it, what questions to ask about that piece before they even start reading it and how to sort of understand whether it's a valid piece of research or not. And the tools are simple. Yeah. You know, if we just gave massage therapists these, these simple guidelines for reading research, more people would read research because they'd waste less time on the stuff that doesn't matter and find the stuff that does matter more swiftly. That's amazing because that is one of my, like, again, I'm, I love research and I, I will often try to read research papers and yeah. 
I get very bogged down in them. Hence why I've started a podcast because I love listening to things. Like I'm not a yeah. reader so and I'm a kinesthetic learner. So I listen and I do something else and learn at the same time. So, so understanding how to extract quickly from a research yeah. paper what I need is key for some for someone like myself. And I think I'm very, I'm very, I seem to be very reflective of most massage therapists like yourself. Totally. You, you're, you, you, you just don't have the, the brain space to be able to yeah. sit down and troll through like paper after paper after paper. And I think that's part of the reason why potentially massage therapists write off research because they just simply don't have the energy to understand it. So yeah. tell me about how that program works. Like, how do you, like, is it, is it an It's a one day. Yeah. It's a one day course that I teach. Yeah. So similar to the self-care, that's a one day. Yeah. The research literacy is a little bit shorter. And what we do is, first of all, you've got to make research fun as well. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not about research guys in white socks and sandals. You know, it's about, it's about delving into the nitty gritty and finding out yeah. why what you're doing works yeah. so first of all tick the curiosity box most yeah. massage therapists are curious get them in there turn on the curiosity box lay out the list of questions that kind of say to you whether or not this is a valid research paper every single one of these questions can be applied to every piece of research that you look at yeah yep so you start out with the title and you try to understand what the title's suggesting what the hypothesis is suggesting what the abstracts told you about the paper and from those three things you should be able to see whether or not it's actually worth continuing to read this piece oh, working out what's qualitative and what's quantitative research, working out what an objective measurement is and a subjective measurement. Once those words aren't just words anymore, yeah, that people yeah. get what they mean, it makes reading research heaps easier. True, you know, yeah, just a yeah. little bit of information goes a long way. So that's how that um, course is laid out. And then in the second part of the course, we go through research papers in class yeah, and we yeah. apply the questions in groups. We work out what the qualitative and the quantitative areas are we work out the objective and subjective um, measurements you know we we really test what we've learned yeah. so that people can walk away going I learned this stuff I applied it in the classroom I should be able to do this outside as well and yeah it becomes yeah. a really practical skill they can again yeah. it's a tool they can pull out of their toolbox and use yep. and go oh I know this works because I read this x paper and yeah, yeah and really be able to to get to really get it for themselves. Yeah. yeah. And what's the latest research saying? Research suggests changes within things all the time. Exactly. So you are doing a particular technique. You're using something. Maybe it's not working like you were first thought it would work. Yeah. Grab some research and see what other people have found. Yeah. And it's, you know. it's interesting because I think the there has to be that shift towards that shift towards it works because instead of it just works yeah you know, like I think that's part of what has what has to happen with with particularly massage therapy if we're going to grant to gain traction as a and I'll put air quotes around it legitimate health service yeah and by that I mean potentially regulated or you know having, totally having more of a licensing kind of model around us we yep. need to be able to quantify and qualify what we do and I think a lot of therapists are afraid of that because it has um, implication. I feel like there's two kind of things. It's like it might it might not work, 
So they're worried that if they do research and it doesn't work, that they've invested all this time and energy into yeah. something that doesn't work or isn't proven to work. Or it does work and it equals a lot more time and effort and paperwork and things for them to have to qualify what they're doing. Yeah. And I think if you can make it so that they can understand how research works and what those things are, then they will be able to see how it can benefit them in the long term as as a as a whole group like we can all be benefited yeah. from it so i think that's an amazing course are you going to be running one of those anytime in the future well that's a very good question right. i'm just waiting for my venue to be finished oh, i've fantastic. got a teaching venue in melbourne and the first oh. course for self care is slated to happen on the 16th of april, april. so yeah. this the research literacy will potentially be one or two months after that but i'm i'll load it up on the website as, and on the facebook as soon as i've got yeah. some idea of the date fantastic. i yeah I've got the MLD and the self-care and, you know, a few um, things in the air at the moment. And they're the two ones that I'm really concentrating on because the self-care is um, new material. And I rewrote yeah. that one last year. And it's um, just a matter of getting the research and kind of re-looking at that material again because it's been a couple of years since I taught that. Yeah. Or I was teaching it at Vic Uni for a while. And, you know, I, I'd like to get that one happening again and I will. 2016 is the year, it is, definitely. It is totally yeah. the year. It's action year. It's the thing. It that, is all the things that are going to happen. So, so I have a few. I, I want to ask you about um, people who've influenced you. So, okay, you you you've spoken. You've said a few names. A couple who I don't recognise, and I'm guessing they're in the lymphatic drainage community. They um, are. Yep. Yeah. So tell me, tell me about um, who who's the person you would most like to get a massage from. Oh, that's a really good question. <laughs> wow, that's not something I've ever really thought about. Oh, you know, there is one. You know, I have this friend in Canada and he was the president of the NHPC for quite a while. And I met him at a AAMT conference many years ago in Adelaide. He came and did my lymphatic drainage course in Canada this year, uh, last year, 2015. He's the person that I'd most like to get a massage from because I saw how he learns and applies his techniques. Mm. We were friends anyway, and I know that he's a good therapist and he was he doing some great things with NHPC. And, you know, his clients speak really highly of him. He would be the person that I would like to go to to get a massage. So do I name names or do you, I, you know? You can name names because oh, I, yeah. I think I know who it is. So It's it's Paul Buffell. Yes. He's a really close friend of mine. And I saw his work in the classroom and I thought, you've picked this up so quickly and obviously care so much about getting it right that if I was going to go to anybody, I would like to go to you because you have the desire and the passion to create a healing space and a massage space that will benefit your client using everything that you know how to do. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of integrity in that kind of work Absolutely. space. So, yeah, I, you know, there's a heap of massage therapists out there with a lot of integrity and, you know, I everyone that comes into my classroom, I sort of look at people and think it's a credit to you that you're here yeah. because you care enough to learn something else and you really want to help people and, one of the big things about being here is being of service. Yeah. And what a beautiful thing we do as massage therapists to be of service to our fellow man. It's a big one. It is, absolutely. It's, And I think that's the thing is it's amazing when you meet those people and you go, oh, 
I wish I just wish I could have a massage with that person. Yeah. Like it, it, <laughs> and and I, I would say, Paul, if you're listening, which I know you will be, um. Michelle wants a massage. So next time she's over, mm, I think you're going to book in a yes, time. Yes, totally. And I, that, that seems, if you guys are friends, you guys, like, it's, it's always that weird moment though where you go, do I ask him for a massage? Oh, I'm no. going to. I've Now I've put it on public podcast. <laughs> I'm going to email him and go, man, next time I'm in Canada, I'm coming for a massage. <laughs> yeah, I really, it's, and, and then you sort of go, wait, would we have to do a trade? Oh, well, you know, there is that as well because the whole thing about trade, between students I think that it's awesome mm-hmm. and if you can find somebody that suits your schedule and they live close to you, like I see it a lot in classrooms, especially with lymphatic drainage, people want someone to practice on. Yes. So I see people swapping um, emails and swapping phone numbers and saying let's trade a massage and I think that's awesome. Yeah. You know, give, giving, exchanging energy of the same thing that you've just learned together because not only do you apply your skill but you pick up um, a little bit extra when someone applies their skill to you. Absolutely, yeah. It's a great learning tool, um, exchanging massages with fellow massage therapists. I, yes, I don't do it often enough. Same, you know, that would be something that I would like to get, give myself a little bit more time to do this year is to really exchange some massages with people that I've taught and people that I've learned from. It would be, um, I guess it would be an interesting exercise as well for you as an educator to see how people are interpreting your, yeah. what you're giving oh, them. Yes. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's always an interesting experience as an educator when you go back and teach a refresher. And because I went to Canada a couple of years back and taught a refresher after I taught this particular group two years previously. Mm. And, you know, some of them were really rocking the technique and other people had really done their own interpretation. <laughs> and I thought, um, I wonder if this is going to work. And, it, you know, they learned and I learned that day that as long as you're applying the basic physiological rules, your interpretation of the technique, there is a little bit of room there to move. And so I learned that doing it how I teach it is great, but there are other people out there that are applying the principles and giving it a little bit of their own personality. That works as well. So that was a learning experience for me as an educator. I enjoyed seeing both those things happen. Yeah, and I think... It is one of the things like I'm, I'm not a very good educator. I'm, I'm a good one-on-one, but I'm not very good. I, I don't think I'd be very good in a classroom situation. Um, but I have done, I have done a few refresher courses with, um, with different therapists when I've gone back and done something again. And the second time around you're going, I've picked up so much more this second time. Yep. I feel so much more confident and all these things. And I, and that, it's, it must be for you. Like, yeah, I'm glad that it's a really good learning experience for the educator as well because yeah, it to me, it's always amazing to do that, to do it the second time. I did um, James Wislowski's, uh shoulder workshop. I've done that one twice. Yep. And I just, like the first time I did it, I was like, it was like my mind got exploded and didn't get put back together properly. And then the, the second time I did it, I was like, oh. Oh, totally. (laughs) James is a mind exploder. You know, you get into his classroom. He and I taught opposite each other. So this, dear listener, was where my computer had a bit of a brain fart and I missed about eight minutes of recording. Um, Michelle and I went on to have a conversation about 
her influences, um, who she would love to get a massage from and so on and so forth. So if you're listening to this podcast and those are the burning questions that you have, please feel free to send me a quick email, uh, christy at rubbedtherightway.com and I'll be able to uh, fill you in on who Michelle Vassallo would like to get a massage by. Um, alternatively, contact Michelle on her Facebook page and ask her as well. So um, please, I, I did manage to get recording again. And so please just sit back and listen to the last couple of minutes of the interview with Michelle Vassallo. Thanks, guys. Talking about your influences and the people you'd love to get a massage with um, and all these things. So where to from here? Where's Michelle? That's Where's what's what is the next? What is because we've we've said that 2016 is the year. It is, and action. I've got some big things happening. Actually, I've been, I'm starting to teach at RMIT University in Melbourne, so I'm oh. going to be heading up the first manual lymphatic drainage student clinic in Australia. Wow. Which is super exciting and it was such an honour to be included in that amazing team of teachers. Yes. And I'm going to be team teaching a large class of lymphatic drainage students with an ex-student of mine who went on to study lymphatic drainage in Germany. He came back. Wow. He went in as a lymphatic drainage teacher at RMIT and I've been asked to join him. So it's a big year because it's my first go at team teaching which I'm super excited about. You know, we talk about how people inform their practice once they learn lymphatic drainage. Yes. So my old student has gone on and done some further study with some different disciplines of lymphatic drainage and come back and he's mixed it all together. And so he's got a slightly different method of practicing to what I do. So we're going to have to combine those two different ways of practicing in order to teach a new kind of method. So that's very exciting. Wow. And the MLD clinics are really big deal because lots of teaching institutes run student clinics, but mm -hmm. there's no other institute that I know of that's running a purely dedicated manual lymphatic drainage clinic. So that's a really big one. That's super a world, excited. A potential world first. That's... Well, potential, yeah. I don't know anyone else that's doing student clinics Just... like that. So. Yeah, I've been reading through the material today and I'm I'm excited about that and I'm excited about teaching in my new venue in Yarraville. Yeah. And I'm looking at keeping on writing the blogs that I've been writing. I've got yep. blogs on my website and, yep. you know, I've got a lot to say to people who are massage therapists because I feel like it is a bit of a lonely profession Absolutely. and you're in that room on your own, you're looking around going, these are my differentials, I really wish I could nail it, I'm feeling a little bit nervous, <laughs> especially students. You know, there's so many new students out there that want to be successful and want to do good things for their clients but need a little bit of guidance and a bit of mentoring and yeah. social media has changed the world of massage and how we connect with each other when Absolutely. I guess you and I came out as new students or new yeah. massage therapists we didn't have the ability to connect like we do now not at all so, you know, you're taking it on board yourself to do these amazing podcasts so people can learn from them. And yeah. I'm writing these blogs so people can learn from them and we can have conversations that we've never been able to have before in our profession so that we can increase our profile in the allied health world. 
You know, we can create a profession because that's how we want to act professionally. And if we all band together and do that, then we will have great things happening. And 2016 is going to be a great year. I know. I'm so pumped. (laughs) 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 It is is absolutely going to be amazing. And I think what I'm seeing and what I'm excited about is the fact that there are so many facets there's so much room and yeah. there's so much opportunity and if we can all just connect that's my phone binging it's all good <laughs> it's all happening <laughs> it's all happening but if we can if we can all just start to connect more and i like again echoing that the loneliness of the business yeah. and i think the more we can we can find those ways to understand each other and come together, we will bef- we'll start to find that strength that the industry really requires. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, the RMIT stuff sounds amazing. Like I'm. Yeah. And is that a is that a degree or is that just is it how does so at the moment it's it's a diploma. Um, wow. You know, things are changing a little bit in the world of massage and how we're going to be recognizing diplomas and advanced diplomas. And mm-hmm. so it's it's in it's in the school of myotherapy. It's the um, diploma of remedial massage, and yeah. the MLD falls under the remedial massage section. Fantastic. So it used to be an elective. Lymphatic drainage used to be an elective at a lot of the different um, teaching institutes, but it's actually being included as a kind of a core unit in this course. And I just think that speaks volumes about how far lymphatic drainage has come and how important it actually is to be included in our toolboxes. Absolutely. And, And the other thing is you mentioned before that, you know, there's a lot of massage therapists out there. The thing about being a massage therapist is it's not about competing with each other. It's about finding your own path because when you find your path, the clients that come to you will be coming to you because you have paved your own way, not because you've copied anybody else or, you know, you're competing with anyone. Everybody, there's room for everybody yeah. in the massage world. Everybody needs hands-on treatment. Humanity needs to be touched. Yeah. Massage therapists are in the touch business. Let's let's support each other Absolutely. and not compete against each other and let's use what we know for the betterment of our profession and for the betterment of humanity. Oh, you're preaching. You're preaching. I'm loving, um. I'm loving it because I love <laughs> massage and I, and I just I love teaching and I love seeing people happy about what they're learning and using it. And I'm yes, and I and I'm I'm so excited to have connected with you. Me too. Yay. Well done, mate. I'm coming to see you on the Gold Coast. I'm going to book in and come and see you and say hi. Oh, that would be great. Yes, that would would be awesome. Um, Cool. Okay, so let's wrap this up um, as best as we can. So tell me, what was the best advice that you had ever received as a massage therapist? Oh, mate, that's an easy one. At oh, very cool. In the very beginning, my teacher, who I just loved and I thought she was an amazing woman, looked at me and said, you can't be all things to all people. Excellent. That is a real good piece of advice. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's... never take the work personally. No. You... But find your way. Yeah, and you can't be yeah. all things to all people. Yeah. So do you want to credit that to Kath Gill. Kath Gill was one of my favourite and most um, 
you know, she just came in with honesty and integrity and she cared about the students and a lot of the way that I teach, I learned from her. Yeah. So she's, you know, there's a, she's got a really special place in my massage heart. Oh, yeah. If, and if you, what, what, what is the one thing you would like people, new massage therapists, to take away from our conversation today? You can't be all things to all people. <laughs> you, are, you can't be all things to all people. Don't take the work personally and yeah. find your way. The, there's a reason that you studied massage. Try to remember what that is when you first come out of massage school. Yeah, beautiful. You know, you will learn every day and really you've walked out with your toolbox. Now it's time to start actually using your tools. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Michelle Velasso, the Salo. Oh, the no, wrong. Ah. no, but you're doing so good because you're self-directed. That means you're learning. That's great. Now, I know that people can find you on Facebook yep. at uh, Facebook slash, facebook.com slash rhythm massage. Yep. Um, and you can also be found at rhythmmassage.com.au. That's correct. Excellent. Yep. And I can um, be contacted through either of those as well. Fantastic. So yep. if, if anyone is looking to connect with Michelle, um, we would she would love to love to get in contact with you, I'm sure. Um, you can also go and visit her at the RMIT upcoming manual lymphatic drainage clinic and have a student give you a massage, which sounds You awesome. can. I would love that. I would yes. love a massage. Mm. So Michelle, thank you so much for all of your time today. It has been an absolute honor and a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, and I'm so excited to meet you in person in 2016 and um, see all of the things that come for you. So I'm wishing you the best success and thank you so much for being on Rubbed the Wrong Way. Thank you so much, Christy. You're awesome. And you know what? All power to you for making this happen. There thank are so you. many people out there that need this kind of learning and need this kind of information. You've rocked it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Michelle. Thanks. Yay! Thanks for listening to Rub the Wrong Way. We'd love to connect with you at our website, www.rubtherightway.com, where you can download your free copy of The Hustle Method, Six Steps to a Kick-Ass Massage Biz, or on Facebook, Rub the Wrong Way Podcast, or on Twitter, at Rub Wrong.